I'm Jamie Birhing in San Antonio, Texas with Sinclair Broadcasting for this edition of Immigration Crisis, the fight for the southern border. We're just going to go ahead and give them a free ride to the refugee center in San Antonio where hopefully they will be able to get assistance to go to the home they're going to. We're not going to send them to the front porch of the vice president or to Martha's Vineyard or any other politically expendable. We're trying to get them help. Outcry on both sides of the aisle after more than a hundred immigrants were sent on a chartered plane to Martha's Vineyard, one of the most luxurious vacation spots in the United States. Allegedly lured by money gift cards to go willingly on a flight Gracias. Gracias. to a place where they could have work, medical care, and housing for a few months. Venezuela is algo difícil vivir. The next day, two buses from Texas dropped off immigrants in front of the vice president's home in Washington, D.C. On Friday, Governor Abbott had this to say. Listen, in part in Texas we're doing it to relieve uh, the burden that our local communities are facing along the border. Uh, we have small communities of about 25,000 uh, people uh, who have thousands of illegal immigrants dumped into their community. And so they were begging for relief, and that's exactly why we began this busing operation to Washington, D.C. Plus, we have a president who has refused to go see the chaos that he's created on the border, and a border czar, Kamala Harris, who's refused to see what's going on on the border. And so if they will not go to the border, we're taking the border to them so they can see the challenges they're opposing to the entire United States of America. One last fact that's very important. And that is this year, more than 2 million people will cross the border illegally. They need to deal with those consequences as well as the result of what the United Nations said. And that is the U.S.-Mexico border is the deadliest land crossing in the world. world, 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 world. Accounts from the immigrants transported to Martha's Vineyard are about a woman named Perla who approached them in San Antonio near the immigration center on San Pedro. Now, where did the money for this come from? Well, Florida. According to Governor DeSantis, it was money approved by the state legislature there to move immigrants from Florida to other cities. It is morally repugnant, but not only morally repugnant also economically unreasonable. The reality is that Floridians are not benefiting from this. The flight from San Antonio did stop in Florida and then went on to Martha's Vineyard. Now, LULAC, the League of Latin American Citizens, went to Martha's Vineyard to help and tried to figure out what really happened. We spoke to LULAC President Domingo Garcia as he was about to leave Martha's Vineyard. Can you tell us what you found in Martha's Vineyard? What were the uh, immigrantes telling you? Uh, they were all from Venezuela and that they were basically tricked and deceived in San Antonio by a woman named Perla, who uh, they said it was a blonde woman who gave them a $50 gift card uh, and then promised them three months work, free housing and free transportation if they took them on their offer. And of course, it was just a, a terrible, uh, sadistic lie, uh, a terrible lie uh, to get people to get on a plane and land in Martha's Vineyard for a political stunt being done by uh, Governor DeSantis, probably with Governor Abbott in, in cahoots. Uh, let me ask you, and it was brought up during our, our morning meeting, somebody was saying, well, the Biden administration is also moving people up north on planes. 
How do you compare one with the other if that is true? Because normally the, the immigrants are asking, uh, hey, I want to go to Chicago or I want to go to Las Vegas. And then they're put on either buses or planes to their destination where normally they have families and relatives. These refugees have no contact and nobody in Martha's Vineyard. They didn't even know where it was. I was talking to them uh, this morning and they said that they didn't know that they were being brought here and that it was all politics and they were just being used. Lulac, where do you stand on all of this? You have the right and the left. You have Republicans and Democrats fighting. Is this, does politics really have anything to do with this? Because I don't see this administration doing anything either to alleviate what is going on right now. Well, look, it's going to take both Republicans and Democrats putting aside their differences and fixing a broken immigration system. The reality is it's broken. You, legal immigration, you can't come in legally. It's basically backed up 10, 20 years. So unless we open up that process, you're going to have illegal immigration. And then you have human traffickers. You have the deaths that we're seeing in the deserts of the Southwest and in the rivers. Uh, and then you see an exploitation of that issue as a wedge issue by politicians on the right who want to use hate mongering, fear mongering as a way to get votes. How are they feeling today after being duped into getting onto a plane and being dropped off and granted one of the nicest places in the United States, but they still don't know anyone. How are they feeling today? Well, I will tell you that they were pleasantly surprised that uh, they were greeted so warmly. They were given clothes, they were given iPhones, uh, and they were provided with, there was one man who's had a really uh, terrible story. He said that he was a kidnapped in Mexico by cartel members and they pulled six of his teeth uh, and, and they asked for ransom from his family. He didn't have money. Uh, eventually they let him go, but he got no care in San Antonio and he was sent immediately to a hospital here in uh, Martha's Vineyard and he just wants somebody to give him teeth because they were all pulled uh, during that episode in Mexico. So uh, I think they're, 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 and they're being sent today to a military base here in Cape Cod and then eventually they'll be put given bus tickets to their destination. And by the way, most of them want to go to Florida, Miami in particular. So, so let me ask you about that real quick. How much money are you understanding was spent? Because now we're understanding that Governor DeSantis said that this money was agreed upon in the budget. So how much money did he spend out of taxpayers' <clears throat> money in Florida to ship them up there and they're going to turn around and go right back to Florida. My guess is he must have spent several hundred thousand dollars to basically charter two jets and fill them up with 50 immigrants per jet and bring them all the way from San Antonio to Martha's Vineyard at expense of taxpayers of Florida uh, for a political stunt and, and using human beings as political pinatas. It's really disgraceful. It's kind of a new low in politics. I've, I've been around a while and I've never seen somebody resort to that kind of of uh, hate mongering and bashing of immigrants and using them as political props by sending them off all the way you know to the other side of the country uh, and then having taxpayers pay for it disgraceful I was in Washington DC yesterday in front of Camilla Harris's house I mean that was disgraceful what Governor Abbott did he put he dumped dumped a hundred immigrants at 6 a.m in the morning in front of the house with no food no water nothing. Literally, they were having trash bags with their personal belongings. That was it. If we're spending that much money, if we have that much money to spend and to send them there, 
Do you not think there's a better way that that money could be spent to try and deal with the immigration problem? I mean, the system is broken. I think everyone agrees. Everyone agrees on that. Upper Ocean Lone Star has been a big bust. The, the buses he's using to send uh, these refugees to cities in the north is a bust. Uh, and again, uh, appealing to people's worst instincts is just not, it's unchristian and it's un-Texan and un-American. Uh, and he, Governor Abbott needs to stop. Uh, and this waste of taxpayer dollars, uh, I as a taxpayer in Texas and everybody else, we need to hold the governor accountable for misuse of our funds and for uh, spending money on programs that don't work. Having DPS troopers on the border is not stopping people who are turning themselves in and asking for political asylum. It's a fraud on the American payers, on the taxpayers of Texas and on the American public. What did you see from the people of Massachusetts when you were there this morning? They literally opened up their hearts and their wallets to support these refugees. Uh, and literally they were clapping as they got on the buses and giving them a, a fond farewell. And and by the way, the most of them, uh, the ones that I talked to, and there was about there were 20 or 30 of them, all were grateful and said they were really surprised at how uh, blessed they had been welcomed by the uh, people in Martha's Vineyard. How do you think when the world looks at what we're doing here, regardless, regardless of party politics, how do you think the world is going to look at the United States? I think they're seeing a country that they probably do not recognize. I think most of the world thinks about the Statue of Liberty and, and you know, America being a beacon of freedom and for those poor huddled masses yearning to be free. And what we're seeing is politicians using those refugees uh, in very blatant disregard for their dignity, respect, and common decency. And then this week, Bear County Sheriff Javier Salazar, which includes San Antonio, the seventh largest city in the United States, announced he is opening an investigation into the incident to see if any laws were broken. We wanted to, to call this conference to answer, I guess, a, just a bunch of questions we've been getting throughout the day uh, in piecemeal fashion. We're just going ahead and, and clear the air for everyone. We are opening up a case uh, with an investigation with regard to the suspected uh, activities involving the 48 migrants from Venezuela that, as we understand it at this point, the facts of the case at this point, are that on uh, Wednesday, September 14th, uh, here in Bear County in the city of San Antonio, sure. oh, yeah. uh, our understanding That's is so that so, a Venezuelan um, migrant uh, was paid of what we would call a bird dog fee to recruit approximately 50 migrants from the area around a migrant resource center on San Pedro uh, here in San Antonio. Uh, as we understand it, 48 migrants were uh, lured, I will use the word lured, uh, under false pretenses uh, into, into staying at a hotel for a couple of days. Uh, they were taken by airplane. At a certain point, they were shuttled to an airplane uh, where they were flown to Florida and then eventually flown to Martha's Vineyard, again, under false pretenses is the, the, the information that we have, that they were promised work, they were promised the solution to several of their problems. They were taken to uh, Martha's Vineyard from what, from what we can gather uh, for nothing, for little more than a photo op, video op, and then they were unceremoniously stranded in Martha's Vineyard. Um, 
what infuriates me the most about this case is that here we have 48 people that are already on, on hard times, uh, right? They are here legally in our country at that point. They have every right to be where they are. And I believe that they were preyed upon. Somebody came from out of state, preyed upon these people, um, lured them with promises of, of a better life, which is what they were absolutely looking for, and with the knowledge that they were going to cling to whatever hope they could, they could be offered for a better life, uh, to just be uh, exploited and uh, hoodwinked into making this trip to Florida and then onward to Martha's Vineyard for what I believe to be nothing more than political posturing uh, to make a point. Well, look, we all know that during a, a political campaign, things can get nasty, things can get out of hand. But when you're playing with human lives of people that are already in a desperate situation, people that, that, that again, had every right to be where they were, but were lured under false pretenses, that does tend to bother um, me quite a bit. And so we, we are absolutely opening up an investigation into this. Since uh, this past weekend, I've been uh, talking to at least one non-governmental organization involved in the case, uh, LULAC uh, National. Also been talking to at least one attorney involved with uh, representing these folks that are still up on the, on the East Coast, uh, as well as several members of the media, local and national. Um, and all indications are that at this point, we are going to be opening an investigation. It is way too early for me to start uh, naming any suspects. We do have the names of some suspects involved that we believe are persons of interest in this case at this point, but I won't be parting with those names. Uh, I think to be, to be fair, I think everybody on this call knows who those names are already. So I won't be naming any of them, but suffice, suffice it to say, we will be opening up the case. So these folks are still on the East coast. Uh, and and we're we've been talking to an attorney that's representing at least some of them. I can't say she's representing them all, but she is representing some of them. And uh, what we're hoping is to be able to get uh, as close to a firsthand account uh, of what they went through while here in our county. Uh, we want to know what what was what was promised to them. What, if anything, did they sign? Did they even understand the document that was put in front of them if they signed something, or was this strictly a predatory measure? Somebody coming and preying upon people that are here, minding their own business and are here legally, not bothering a soul, but somebody saw fit to come from another state, hunt them down, prey upon them, and then take advantage of their desperate situation just for the sake of political theater, just for the sake of making some sort of a statement uh, and putting people's lives in danger. I believe people need to be held accountable for it to the extent possible. Uh, at this point, I'm not able to definitively say, here's the statute that they broke, either federal, state, or local. But what I can tell you is it's wrong. Just from a human rights perspective, what was done to these folks is wrong. Uh, from now on out, we're hoping to talk to some of these, these victims and witnesses firsthand to find out what was said, what was done, how were you lured into this, uh, and then the full extent of how they were placed in harm's way. Uh, at that point, we will make the determination if there was any criminal activity. Certainly, I can tell you right now, the allegations that we've heard is absolutely distasteful. It's disgusting. It's an abuse of, of, of human rights, but I would like to, to, to find out sooner rather than later what charges, if any, are going to apply and to whom. We're very early in the investigation. Earlier today, I met with my folks uh, assigned to organized crime who are going to be making the rounds. Uh, and so my understanding is that there's already some non-governmental organizations that, are, that have been uh, conducting some, some questioning with these folks uh, that, that may have been witnesses uh, to something similar. 
So we would ask anybody with information on this case to email us at bcsotips at bear.org. That's bcsotips at bear.org. Uh, or they can also call our organized crime division at 210-335-GANG, 335-G-A-N-G. Uh, and they can leave a tip. They can remain anonymous if they'd like to. But certainly we're trying to talk to as many witnesses as we possibly can to get a better handle on what, if any, uh, uh, you know, criminal activity occurred while in this county. But look, they've already had a rough life. They've already suffered enough that, you know, they wouldn't be here if everything was was hunky-dory in their, in their country of origin. And so then to come here and think that they've found the American dream because some person uh, who's strictly preying upon them offers them, you know, everything. The streets are paved with gold where we're going and you're going to walk into your dream job and everything's going to be great. You're going to be able to support your family. All your worries are over with. Just get on this this shuttle and then this plane, um, only to find out that they were just made fools of and, and you know, are subjected to, you know, a, a video op, photo op, that's enraging. It doesn't, it doesn't matter how you look at it, it's enraging. I believe there's some criminal activity involved here, but at present, you know, we're just, we're, we're, we're trying to keep an open mind and we're going to investigate to find out, to determine what, what exactly laws, what laws were broken if that does be the, if that does turn out to be the case, it, it is one lawyer that, that we've talked to. Um, her name is Rachel Self. She's a she's an attorney out of Boston. Uh, we have not spoken to any of her clients just yet. They're all still on the East Coast. And my understanding is they're being cared for. My understanding is that they're safe uh, at present, though. One of the conversations that we had today at, with our organized crime group was how do we get firsthand information? Do we just get the attorney to send us sworn affidavits? Are we going to have to send somebody there to, to the East Coast to get the information? We, we just don't know. That is the intent. We're moving forward toward that. The communications with the attorney have been that. But at present, we haven't gotten that worked out on, on how and when we're going to get to talk to these people. But su suffice it to say, we're going to have to get firsthand accounts to determine what, what, was a, what occurred exactly. Sheriff, this is Yami with KBB and WOAI. Let me ask you, I mean, you're you're an elected official. You're a Democrat by party affiliation. Does this have anything to do with Democrat or Republican at this point right now? And has the White House or anybody from the White House called you on this case yet? Um, look, yeah, I mean, this doesn't have anything to do with political affiliation. I'm actually not on the ballot this time. And uh, but I can tell you right now, if in the event, uh, this person that, that is suspected of this, any of these people happen to be of the same party of affiliation as me. If they violated civil rights, like to the extent that I believe occurred, they'd be going to jail as soon as practical. So I can tell you right now, uh, political affiliation has nothing to do with it. It's doing the right thing and traveling from another state to prey upon people that are just already in a desperate situation and then dumping them off at the risk of, of life and limb to them and to their children. Uh, that's a no-go for me, no matter what your party affiliation is. And has the White House reached out to you or any other agencies here in South Texas to see if you're investigating or anything of the sort? Or is this... Uh, they, they, they have not uh, reached out to us. I mean, we welcome it. I've, I've certainly made some contacts at the White House over the course of the last couple of months, as you all know. Um, I'm more than happy to talk to them about this case, because truth be told, uh, there's going to need to be some coordinating. I mean, granted, while um, obviously we believe there's a there's a high possibility that that the laws were broken here in the state of Texas in Bear County, 
the fact is there may also be some parallel um, laws being broken on the on the federal side. And so we have great, great relationships with all of our federal partners here. I've got deputies assigned to various federal task forces that they're, they're cross designated with those federal agencies. Uh, but with that being said, at some point, absolutely, parts of this case are going to have to go federal and there's going to have to be some some uh, coordination that goes along with that. So absolutely, I would welcome the White House or anybody else from the federal side to give us a call and, and help us out with whatever they can. Tracy wanted, Tracy is asking, and I'll just restate the question, will BCSO be, help, be working with other uh, law enforcement agencies uh, that, that want to help and how does that work? Yes, absolutely. Uh, we're, we're happy to say that we work with any and all law enforcement agencies when, when we have concurrent jurisdictions on things and, and uh, there's always strength in numbers. It's always better to share resources and personnel and facilities uh, and intelligence when need be. Uh, matter of fact, my organized crime folks that are working on this case are assigned over at the TAG where just about every other law enforcement agency in the area is represented there. We've all got a footprint there at the TAG. And so absolutely with, with my TAG folks, that's the beauty of it. When they need help from another agency, it's just as easy as walking over to the next, de the next desk or the next cubicle over. I had one more question, Sheriff, and I'm asking it so you can respond. I obviously know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask it anyways. Sure. So to be clear, whether someone has documents, parole documents into this country or come in without going through Border Patrol, are they still protected by all the laws of the land? Look, anybody that's in this country, uh, whether whether documented or undocumented, has certain rights. Um, you know, so so yes, if, if somebody's here and they're undocumented, right, some would call them illegal illegally here in the country. They're undocumented. Um, they still have rights to not be victimized. They still have rights to not be preyed upon. They absolutely still have rights to not be lured to another state under false pretenses with, with promises of a better life. With that being said, these people were here legally. They were documented at this point. Uh, they were not permitted to work, but they were here legally. They had a right to walk around the streets just like you or me. And they had a right to not be preyed upon and, and played for a fool and transported halfway across the, the country just for the sake of, of, a, of, a, of a media event, of a video opportunity. That's a tragedy at the very least. Uh, on the, on the, at worst, it's probably some sort of a crime. What was, a, what was promised to these people and what they were used uh, for. And so absolutely, we're going to, to discover uh, to what extent the, the law can hold these people accountable and then we're going to do it. We've got fugitives uh, in, in several of our cases that are in other parts of the country, other parts of the world. Um, we know full well that criminals don't respect boundaries, right? They're going to go wherever and, and, and wherever they, they feel like they can to escape accountability. Uh, on the other hand, we will go wherever we need to to investigate criminal activity. And so if somebody's in Florida uh, and they need to be brought here to be brought to justice, that's just paperwork at that point. And I certainly don't mind doing that. But I do understand that there are, there are some folks that have ties to other states that also have local ties here. And so those local ties are what we're investigating. Well, as a reminder, uh, I'm the former attorney general in Texas, as well as a former Texas Supreme Court justice. Uh, I know the law very well. And what we've done in the state of Texas is follow the law uh, to the T to make sure that everything that we've done uh, comport, comports with the federal law. We received written authorization 
by everybody that we transport that they agree to exactly what we are doing. I can tell you for an absolute fact that everybody that Texas has moved, uh, they signed an authorization to go to the destination that we uh, drove them to. Uh, and so there's been zero people that Texas has misled. What is inhumane uh, is the president's policies that have led his border with Mexico to be declared the deadliest border crossing in the entire world. What is inhumane are his policies that attract people who lose their lives, uh, who are being human trafficked, uh, who are victims of, of rape uh, and even murder. And so what the president needs to understand is he is killing people with his open border policies and he's destroying his own country but not enforcing the immigration laws. In an effort to see firsthand where many of the immigrants had been prior to being recruited in San Antonio, LULAC President Domingo Garcia visited the Mission Hope Migrant Center in Eagle Pass, Texas. We were not allowed to bring in our cameras to the center, but I was allowed to go in with the group. While there, we saw over 400 people men, women, and children, the majority of them from Venezuela. The nonprofit has an area for them to wait, a kitchen that provides sandwiches, a hot side, and a cup of fruit. They also have an area where a bus company sells tickets to San Antonio for $50 a person, and another area where they can use phones. Most of those, again, that were there were from Venezuela, followed by Cuba, Nicaragua, and then Colombia. Okay, so the first question I'm gonna ask you, is LULAC a bipartisan organization? We're a nonpartisan organization. We work with Democrats and Republicans. I was in the White House with Jared Kushner working out immigration issues, and I'm there with President Biden now as a Democrat. We work with both parties. Okay, great. So let me ask you this. We have seen the governor of Texas and now Governor DeSantis joining forces to send people on planes. The state of Texas has spent so far, up until two weeks ago, $12 million to send people on buses. With all that money that's being spent, what do you think needs to be done to better take care of this problem for both sides? Look, it's important that President Biden restores relationships with Venezuela, Cuba, and Nicaragua so that a lot of these immigrants that normally would have been deported, uh, would, they, they're being kept here now and that's creating a problem of incentives. We need to make sure that we have a bipartisan uh, immigration reform that allows for legal immigration to this country, temporary work visas for filling our essential worker needs, and then they're able to return to their country of origin, and then legalizing those, those people that have been here without a criminal record uh, that have shown that they're part of the American family. So we've gone, and you went. Talk to us about going to Martha's Vineyard, which is one of the most luxurious places to go vacation and now coming to Eagle Pass, Texas, where some of those people may have been approached. I mean, I mean, it's glaring. Uh, you see these people that are desperate. Uh, you know, they got nothing really but the clothes on their back. They're getting clothes here. Uh, they're doing God's work. And then they're just dumped on a plane at Martha's Vineyard and they're given false information. Like, for example, they said they would get a refugee center at Martha's Vineyard. There is no refugee center there. They were just literally taken uh, and dumped in the downtown Edgar Town. Uh, and then luckily St. Andrew's Parish took them in, helped them, and the people of Martha's Vineyard gave them food, clothing, what Christians should do, uh, instead of what we see Governor Abbott and Governor DeSantis doing. What was your first impression when you walked in? Um, that 
there was so much need. Uh, you saw people, I saw a lot of, a lot of mothers with little children uh, and the kids were just on a concrete floor. Uh, and I, I just think that America can do better. Uh, it's important that President Biden, the Senate and the Congress provide their infrastructure uh, resources for cities like Eagle Pass and Del Rio so they can keep up with this immigrant flux and then eventually deal with it in, uh, legally through an immigration reform. So let me ask you this, you're gonna give a ride to 25 people? Yes. Uh, in your bus? So look like bus. Ex explain to people who may say, how is that any different than the governor of Texas giving them a ride to DC or Chicago or a plane ride to Martha's Vineyard? Yeah, uh, they they're actually have to pay $50 per person, most of them, uh, to go to San Antonio. And we're just gonna go ahead and give them a free ride to the refugee center in San Antonio, where hopefully they will be able to get assistance to go to the home they're going to. We're not gonna send them to the front porch of the vice president or to Martha's Vineyard or any other politically expendable. We're trying to get them help. Okay, anything else that I didn't ask you? I mean, we, we're gonna keep going back and forth. Yeah, let me know, I'm, I'm gonna, we're on a way to find Perla. We don't, you know, they got her corner. Talk about that, talk about that. You guys are trying to identify who Perla is, yeah. right? Yeah, we believe we found who Perla is. Uh, we believe she's in Tampa, Florida right now. She's refusing to open the door. Uh, but who hired her? Why did she make false promises to entice uh, these refugees that they were gonna get work, they were gonna get free housing if they went to Martha's Vineyard? We know that was all a lie, all false. Did Governor DeSantis authorize her to do that? Uh, and why was she making those promises? And in, in my opinion, trafficking in people across state lines and also dealing uh, hiring and recruiting immigrants that don't have work visas to go work. All of those are crimes and I think they need to be held accountable and we're gonna be filing complaints with the criminal district attorney in Bear County. Okay, anything else you wanna add that I didn't ask you? I mean, the, the story for me Tuesday was supposed to be the 12 million that the state of Texas has used to send people on buses. Yeah. Why not put them in a plane? But now they did the plane. <laughs> I mean, yeah. what does that tell that you? That was $640,000. There were 640,000 taxpayer dollars of Florida that were used to send two jets to Martha's Vineyard. They made a stop in Florida to say they were from Florida. It was false, they came from San Antonio. Why spend so much money when a flight costs $200, $300 Because per it, person? it doesn't serve the political stunt that they're doing. It doesn't uh, allow them to use immigration as a wedge issue for their re-election campaigns. Okay, the mission of LULAC at this point right now? Is to support and help our fellow Christians, our fellow human beings, by providing them the resources necessary uh, to get where they need to be, and also putting pressure on the politicians. Stop using women and children as political piñatas. Stop using them and abusing them by throwing them uh, on the at six o'clock in the morning in front of the vice president's house or dumping them at an airport in, in Martha's Vineyard. That's, that's disgusting politics. It's sadistic, it's cruel, and it's not something that any politician in America should be allowed to do. On Tuesday morning, reporters were tipped off to another flight possibly leaving from Kelly Field to Florida and then on to Delaware. By midday, that flight had yet to arrive in San Antonio. The immigration crisis continues to heat up and it will certainly be a hot button issue come midterm elections. But a solution is nowhere in sight while Democrats and Republicans continue to posture and not find common ground to start to fix the broken immigration system in the United States. One that right now is dividing all of us. 
Thank you for joining us for this edition of Immigration Crisis, The Fight for the Southern Border. I'm Demi Virgen for Sinclair Broadcasting in San Antonio, Texas.